do you struggle with your creativity? When you look at the landscape of all the creative artists that's out there, do you think, am I creative? I have some good news for you. So stick around and find out. Deep in an underground bunker, miles away from civilization, comes your cryptic wordsmith and provocateur of government authoritarianism. With one mic, one vision. This is Welcome to Earth Stories, special episode. Here is your host, York Campbell. I was on an interview, this was quite a while back. Let's see, uh, it's about a year ago with Graffiti Blue. He is an incredible creative earthling. He's not only a YouTuber, he's not only an author, but he's also a recording artist. We had a great time talking about the creative process and what creativity is. Now, this particular episode is great if you are a person that struggles. You go through the struggles sometimes and you think, am I creative? Is creativity only for the few, for the chosen few? Well, I beg to differ. I believe that everyone is creative. We just have to exercise that creative muscle. And so with this episode, we're going to hear how you could do that. We're going to talk about my creative process and so that it could help you as well. It's sort of like watching the behind the scenes of, of your favorite movie. Sometimes I like to do that to figure out, I wonder why George Lucas did it that way. What was in his mind when he thought about Chewbacca? When he thought about the good side or the dark side of the force? That's the creative process. What you're about to hear is I've mixed in a little bit of music and sound effects because I want to make this a Welcome to Earth Stories episode. And also, I changed the intro to Graffiti Blues show. So everything that you hear is my special, I guess, pixie dust over the entire show. And this is a snippet. Sit back, relax, put on your headgear, and I'll talk to you on the other side. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I reasoned as a child. When I grew up, I put aside childish things. This is the adventures of the naive poet. Here is your host, poet, author, and musical artist, Graffiti Blue. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudes, the sexy and the not so sexy big children and little. I am the novelist of the poet Lamont Anthony Wright, AKA Graffiti Blue. Um, we're going well outside of the county line today, as far as Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have York Campbell. He is an editor, producer, poet, and host of Poetic Earthlings. Um, to an episode that I so enjoyed contributing to. Let's get into it. So what the show does with music and sound effects, it helps you to get into the stories for you to be fully involved every step of the way. Some stories are very simplistic. Some of them are very far out there. Some of them are soul searching. And I started doing this way back in 2017. 
I was doing a daily show every single day. I was on the microphone. And then I started doing it once a week. Would you mind sharing with us what your earliest kind of creative manifesto? I started writing way back a long time ago. I was writing lyrics, hip-hop songs, primarily, with different hip-hop groups in Canada. Yes, there is a lot of hip-hop in Canada. I was one of the main writers of the different groups, and I also performed on stage. And also, I went to a couple of different recording studios. We put out some songs. It was played on the radio. We have a new song from the Toronto hip-hop group, Def Effect. So I was always involved in music. In terms of the stories, that just came natural. It's kind of like an offshoot from the music. And I think it's one of the same. When I was writing songs, I was also writing science fiction stories. And then it branched off from there. I did other types of genres as well. So when I started writing the stories, the stories, they took on a musical flair to it, a poetic flavor to how the stories were told. My other influence came from talk radio. I used to listen to talk radio all the time. When people watch their TV shows, I couldn't wait to tune in my radio to different AM talk radio hosts. Some of these guys I listen to, they will just take your mind somewhere else into conspiracy theories, UFOs, and all type of things. I'm interesting that you make so many references to radio because when I started kind of figuring out who you were through your art, I immediately was drawn to what I remember uh, as far as how things were once upon a time and how that art was being reinvented through what you were doing. And what I'm talking about is the, um, not, I don't want to say lost art, but I want to say almost forgotten art of, of entertaining through audio, just sounds and how people used to gather once upon a time around the radio and listen to these shows. And it would be this weekly thing like, you know, me, my, my name, I, I call, I refer to myself as Graffiti Blue, but I was actually, my given name, I was actually named after Lamont Cranston of the Shadow series. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow knows. And the irony that I would grow up to be a writer of stories and things like that, I also have similar origins to you. I uh, started out just writing, just writing whatever, uh, graffiti art, poetry and such that evolved into stories and that evolved into rap. What was your most naive notion, I would say, about just in writing in general? What do you now know over here? Were there any naive things that you, notions you had about the writing process in general? Yeah, the naive notion that I had was that once you get into a writing groove, then nothing could stop you. You could pick up your pen and, and it turns gold. And then everything that you write is solid and it's going gonna, it's gonna to punch you in the heart. It's going to attract the audience, right? And so that was naive. Now, sometimes those naive thoughts kind of trickle in, especially when, when I feel that everything is going well. 
when I could just write anything, when I could just be on the subway in Toronto and just start writing anything. But that's not the case. There are some things that you will think that you'll be inspired, as an example, when the Twin Towers fell. Now, some very, very sketchy details reaching us here at Sky Centre. Important enough to bring to you, though, at this early stage, we believe that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Centre. I thought, well, okay, this is such a traumatic time. Of course I'll be inspired to write something. So I sat with my pen and paper, and I was forcing myself, which is never good, to come up with a story or a poem or whatever it is about 9-11. But you know what? Nothing came to mind for months and months. And those months turned into years. Nothing came into my mind. And then finally I thought of something. Sometimes in the moment of a disaster or whatever it is, or it could be something even beautiful like a double rainbow in the sky. And then you think, wow, this is such a nice day. And I see a double rainbow and I have to write about it. But then nothing comes into my mind. The naive notion such as tragic events or even beautiful events such as falling in love or getting a puppy for the first time or whatever it is. And then I say like, wow, I could write a story about this. But then it doesn't happen then. But then the times when you least expect it, then you have creative thoughts that goes into your mind. As an example, I was in a bus shelter here in Ottawa and there was a spider building her web. And this may look crazy to all the people in Canada looking at this guy staring at a spider's web. And then I was getting one thought after another thought about a story. Silk strings are woven in my tapestry. My eight leg slowly crawls from the ceiling. About what the spider is up to. So I created something out of a spider's web. I studied this human as he studied me. How can he survive with only two legs? How can he get by with only two arms? I pity the soul who can't stick to walls. I cry for souls who can't spin webs. So that's an inspiration. But then again, the naivety, these other events should spark something. But it doesn't really work that way. Creativity doesn't work that way. I had a very similar lesson on my side as well. And that was, I, my conclusion was forced art is terrible art. Can you say that again? Just the way you said it. Forced art is terrible art. I don't want to call it ego, but in essence, it is. When you have the ability to create, it's a very powerful thing. And when you could sit in front of a blank sheet of paper and all of a sudden there's something there when once there was nothing there, your mind kind of tells you, I could do this whenever I please. Whenever I sit down, I could be able to create that fire, right? And then, you know, to we are humbled (laughs) when it doesn't necessarily uh, happen uh, like that. And when it does take time to go into your craft and It seems like our art doesn't have clarity until we do. Have you had an instance where you were humbled? You know what I mean? Do you have anything where you had to bring it down a notch? 
art itself is a humbling thing. There's some stories that I would like to write, but there's just out of my caliber. It's just too high. It's too lofty for me. And so sometimes you have to admit that, okay, you know, you're getting there, but you're just not there yet. This story is good. It's a good idea, but you just don't have the skills yet to do it. And so there's some things that I tackle or some ideas, but I can't just word it correctly. But then that's where humility comes in. And then with the humility, you start to appreciate the art even more because you know that it's not easy to do it. I can't just sit down and write a, a romance novel or I can't just sit down and write a Western story just like that. My mule don't like people laughing. It's the crazy idea you're laughing at him. But then you start to appreciate the genre. You start to respect it a little bit more. Good fight. Good fight. And so, so humility equals kind of respect in a way, a little bit. So there's definitely... There's definitely been a time where I've taken on different projects, or I may even put out an episode and you get the crickets. But that's a good lesson. Humble pie is always good because it breaks you down and you start to think, why? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing this just for popularity? Am I doing this just to be heard? It forces you to ask those questions. And those crickets, we shouldn't put them out of the room. We should invite them in. They should be our teachers. I used to rely on the fact that I could write a lot. And I used to really use that as, lean on that as sort of a crutch. And I don't think, I don't, I know rather that I didn't become a better version of myself until I swallowed that humble, that's giant freaking slice of humble pie. Um, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a beeline just for a second. I wanna the com the the spirit is moving me to ask me who are your peers? Who are the artists that you love? Who are the gals and guys that you're like, man, they are dope right there. Who do you like? I have so many different types of influencers, from Nas to King David that wrote different parts of the Bible to independent authors. My range is pretty out there from the person that wrote Atlas Shrug. Ayn Rand. There's a lot of artists, some even artists that are outside of my genre that I respect. So from Nas to King David. Thank you very much for listening to this special episode. A big shout out, a big thank you to Graffiti Blue. And thank you, my brother, that I was on your show. It took me this long to reproduce a snippet of the show on the podcast, but I'm definitely, definitely grateful for you. Graffiti Blue, as I said at the beginning, he's not just an author, a YouTuber, but he's also an, a, a rapper as well. If you want to check out his music, please follow the links on my show at welcometoearthstories.com. Thank you so much once again. 
And remember, be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon. This has been a special episode of Welcome to Earth Stories. Regular programming will continue next year in Season 7. Thank you for staying through to the credits. Unlike some heathens who stopped listening midway, if you like this show, and I know you do, please share it to your fellow peasants. Also, dig deep into your purse and give York some of your shillings. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash earthstories. That's buymeacoffee.com slash earthstories. Remember to listen and subscribe to the spin-off show Experimental Stories on your favourite podcast player. If you cannot follow these rudimentary instructions, then go to welcometoearthstories.com. That's it for now. I expect to see you on the next special episode. By the way, attendance is mandatory.